Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Believe in yourself. Believe in your body. Everyone, welcome to the Self-Esteem Party Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Johnston, and back from New York, to my delight, is producer slash husband slash roommate, Norm Susan. Norm, how's your rainy Monday morning going? It's very rainy outside. Um, it's weird. It was nicer in New York. It was like hot in New York, and here it's... Okay, rainy. Norm, saying everyone in New York is hotter than me. <laughs> Do not appreciate that. Um, did you like how I just started the podcast and pointed at you? Yeah, I really wasn't ready, but I'm a professional, and I can survive any situation, uh, and this is proof of that. You give me the power to press the button to record. This is why I tried to take your desk, because you're not giving any notice. Right. You're just hitting record out of the blue. Mm-hmm. You're not asking me how I'm doing. Yeah, how are you doing? Great. Wow. <laughs> no, it's rainy. I'm not having it. Yeah, the dog doesn't like the uh, rain. No, she hates it. Refuses to poo in the rain, and you know what? You can't really blame her. Bless that mess. Yeah. What? I had a beautiful weekend with you out of town. Really? It was no. <laughs> it was nothing. What, when did I leave? Friday. Yeah. You were back Sunday. You were gone for such a short time. I like cleaned the house, organized some documents, and then here you were. Yeah. Yeah. For my organization. Halfway through your documents, uh, 10 p.m. Or- the thing about me is if there's paper involved, I'm thrilled. Right. <laughs> But no, New York was good. It was hot. You had a big work thing to do. It yeah. worked out. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Went off without a hitch. Yeah, it was good. Um, so you must be feeling good because you were anxious before. Anticipation anxiety, as Joe Wanger taught us on a former episode. Right. And oh, you, yeah. you went. You did it. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You were like losing sleep because it's something you hadn't done before. You well, don't I, like the unknown. I did it a while, like, like a long... Live TV is stressful, I think. But you didn't do it in the same way as this. No, this no. one's different. No, that different. other one was much quicker. This one was yeah. like a bigger project. This one was a bit of a... With no notice. Bit. That's right. Correct. And I think you did a great job. I it's, did go to Madison Square Garden to watch a Knicks game. Oh my God. Norm, did you even mention me on the Jumbotron? <laughs> did you even bring me out? I didn't get in the Jumbotron for sure. Uh, just on the Jumbotron and just like, uh, yeah, Alana, she has a podcast. Now that's a game. Yeah. Uh, but you're feeling better now. Um, it's done. Yeah, I'm still really tired. I think it could be the, the rainy weather too, but uh, yeah, really the, the flights um, so close together mm-hmm. and a night flight from New York to LA is always tough. And uh, Don't forget the time difference. Time difference as well. That three hours matters. And the rollback time. Oh my God. You guys should have seen me at daylight saving. I wake up and I think to myself, this again. Right. And then I had to change the clocks all but one, couldn't figure it out. And I'm thinking, let's just get rid of this clock. Why do we do it? Why oh, do we oh, do? You want to get oh, rid of I want to get clocks. rid of the whole clock because oh, I, I can't figure it out. Not daylight savings. You just want to get rid of clocks. Love in daylight savings. Got to keep me on my toes. I think I know what the time is. Guess what? Twice a year, I don't. I was so confused, and I was like, "Why is the dog bothering me?" Well, it's it's um, fall back, spring forward, right? No, don't tell me what to do. Okay, I won't. I'm not going to fall back. I'm a front and center gal. <laughs> That's, you want me to f- go into the shadows of time? I don't your, think so. Your argument for daylight savings is that you're a front and center gal. <laughs> you best believe I'm up changing those clocks at 6 a.m. Anything else, Norm, to report back? Well, the dog has a, a like a urinary tract infection or whatever. This dog doesn't shut the fuck up. It's outrageous. Piss-wise, yeah. piss-wise this dog is a loud, machine. Loud. She is the loudest pisser I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Just getting around. That little silent but deadly gal. Yeah, yeah. She, um, uh, she barks with her piss. She loves to piss bark, you best believe. Yeah. Yeah, she was a lot this weekend, but it was nice to have the company. She her was really sweet. piss is worse than her bite. <laughs> she pees on this couch right now, so help me. She looks like she's up to something. Yeah, she definitely is. <laughs> so this week's guest. Oh, right. Who we both know yes, very well. very well. Canadian. Mm-hmm. Old Canadian pal. Actress, yeah. Actress, we became, we kind of, 
she recalls when we met in Toronto. I don't. Mm-hmm. I knew who she was, obviously, because she was a big deal. But I recall meeting her, at least what I thought was our first you meeting You didn't talk here. about your much her much music days, did you? It came up. Oh, it came up. A little bit, yeah. But not... I don't think everybody understands just how famous she was. I Amanda, mean, yeah. Amanda, like in Canada, because it wasn't MTV, it was much music. And she was one of the VJs. She doesn't get into it enough, but she was one of the VJs. Mm-hmm. And she was like the bee's knees. I mean, she was so sweet. She was so likable. You just wanted to be friends with her. And guess what? Now I am. You can't stop me. I'm front and center. Yeah. Now she's here. And now she's here and she's been here forever and we're laughing and the rest her and I cover. Oh, good. Yeah. We kind of get, we kind of get into the rest of it. So shall we? Yeah, I think you should. Everybody, for the love of me, please welcome this week's guest, Amanda Walsh, right after this break. It's a self-esteem party. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's a Amanda, welcome. Hello. To what some people are calling the biggest podcast in the studio right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's like a couple other podcasts going on yeah. in the room. <laughs> it's rammed in here. It's we packed. are rammed jammed in the studio having a podcast time here. Amanda, welcome to the self-esteem party. Thank you. I'm Thrilled great. to have you. Thanks for the latte. Oh, anytime. I, a warm drink is always how I move through the world. If Just people, clutching something warm. Yes. If people want to get on a podcast, literally sweeten the deal <laughs> <laughs> with a latte. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, Amanda, this is how we like to get the podcast started. Okay. So we do a self-esteem party check-in. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, in terms of your self-esteem, self-love, however you define it, how are you feeling? I feel like I, I sort of swing radically yeah. throughout the day. Let's um, hear it. I love that. Definitely like in the past, today I, I almost don't even have a number because I'm just like get, go, moving through a fog of exhaustion. And it's rainy. And it's rainy. So, so that, that like, doesn't help. Meh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I like, it's a nice break, the rain, but um, I hadn't really considered it. Um, so if I were to like grab a number today, I'd be like, yeah, seven, eight, but Really, like, throughout the week-ish, probably just swinging from, like, four, constant from, like, fours to eights to four to, yeah. I totally, and first of all, because almost everybody on the podcast is in the industry, that is very common of the (laughs) swing. It's like, and most of it's, most of it's work-related. I'll say my swing, like, yesterday out of the blue, I was driving and just started, like, tearing up of just things I was thinking about. And I was like, what is going on? Nothing has happened to me. It's not even like, oh, I was on a phone call and someone was talking. It was like the radio was on. But were you tearing up, like, about in a way that's related to you? Because I have that fairly often, again, don't know exhaustion or just the makeup, but, like, driving, just being struck the other day, this has been happening to me a lot. Like, there's music on in the car, and I'm like, wow, music. People... (laughs) Like, really appreciate that people have dedicated their lives to filling the uh, the space for us and holding us in our day in this... Fi- like, I was just overcome with this weird, like, yeah. as if I was an alien realizing what music was yeah. for the first time. Was it a crying. specific song or, like, of lyrics or something? Like, like a... No. It wow. happened two different times. Once it was, like, a very idyllic making pancakes family like Saturday morning, which you don't often get that moment where it actually is idyllic. Usually it's like us, you know, a, mess. a flash of that. It's like <laughs> absolute chaos. But it was like we had some music on and I was just, I was overcome. And then it happened to me again in the car. I don't know. It's just, yeah. So. I wonder what's going on there because <laughs> I, I like that it's an appreciation for music as opposed to, um, uh, triggering a memory so like I have a lot of memories or people associated with songs so if I hear that song I instantly think of that person and I don't really know how that happens it's not for everybody but you know you meet someone and the song's playing or right after you meet them you go and something's on the radio and now you like make that association without even like trying I'll have that happen or this part I'm not as excited about when it's an overcome of like a lower number 
it's because I'm feeling bad about something that like I haven't even done. Like I'm like, I feel bad for this person or oh, I should have done this or oh, whatever. It's not even like, oh, I slapped someone and that was bad. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like you're feeling bad for someone else or you're feeling bad about an interaction? Feeling bad for for, someone else or like about like, oh, I should have, I should have called them, but it's like, I haven't actually done anything to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've done something to someone, you're going to feel bad about it. Yeah. These are all like things I've almost kind of made up. Oh, yeah. I definitely have some work to do about, I've, I've been told, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, projecting maybe a sense of like fragileness to the world around me or the people around me. So it's sort of like if you're at a party or you're somewhere and you notice like someone's not talking to other people, you're like, are they okay? I wonder if that person's okay. Oh, or, that's so interesting. Um, or just sort of seeing people not as, and, and it's not like how I genuinely see them, but yeah. it activates something of like a worry or a responsibility. Yes. Um, where it's like, no, I think people don't want it like, the nicest thing would be to see somebody as a capable, strong person, which they probably are. But you see the vulnerability first, which is like maybe part of being never, an artist or being. Was that from a therapist? But, yeah. Okay, because I was like, that's wise. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you. But I was like, these are wise. No, no, that was me. That was me. That was me. That was me. Uh, uh, but yeah, me, just, I'm saying things all the time, actually, <laughs> that are saving lives. <laughs> Yeah, just sort of seeing that vulnerability that probably is there, but it's not the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fragile is an interesting word Mm -hmm. um, to use because I am kind of making an association that somebody's not okay and that I have to do with it. It's almost a little narcissistic. Yeah. Because I'm like, you should have called and because you don't, now they're feeling bad. But nobody's told me that. Or yeah, you think of a friend that you haven't talked to in a long time, and you're like, oh, they're probably wondering why I haven't called them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder if... But you're like, wait, they haven't called me, and like everything's fine. Life yeah. just got busy, but it balloons up in your brain into this other thing. Yeah. And guilt. It's the guilt, too, that... Now, what would you say... Because you said, say, fluctuating anywhere from a three to an eight or to mm-hmm. a nine, like whatever. When it is a lower thing, how much of it is... Because work is always going to count and weigh in on that. So I'm not going to pretend it doesn't. But how much is the percentage of work and how much is it personal? Like if you had to give, yeah, percent or ratio or something like that. Oh, it's probably 80 to 90% work. Or Yeah, and I hate saying that. Cause I know, but it's true. And I feel, but, but it's, yeah, it's work, but it's more than work because I feel like it's tying more into like a deeper purpose the older I get. Yeah. So to feeling like disconnected yeah. from, or, or, or just kind of questioning like, what am I here to do? Or what's my purpose? And why, why didn't I figure this out? Or, you know, you just feel like you don't have a handle on things. Yeah. And sometimes I would say, and you also do that as a, I'm a parent as well. And like, maybe I will criticize myself in that way of, oh, you know, Sometimes I feel like, you know, as a, you don't know what you're doing and you just feel like you know what you're doing. And I'll be like, well, this feels like, sometimes I feel like I'm like a young mom and I'm like, but I'm not a young mom. But with a scramble feels like I'm oh my like, God, yes. you know, 20 and like I don't have TV. it together. Yeah. And this is all so new. But I'm like, no, I'm, I'm the age where you should have like, you know, very, like very fine couch yes. and everything organized. You and should you're... be capable at this point. <laughs> And then the children come in and it goes into disarray, but you're very capable. Whereas oh my really God. it's just like... I don't feel even close to capable. I no. feel like a mess. I can't even manage to get this headboard picked up by the city. I can't. <laughs> I like did something wrong. And he said to Norm, I was like, I, I can't even be an adult. I, I oh, can't no. be an adult. I'm having such a hard time with it. And work is part of that. That's an adult thing you do. You work. You know what I mean? And because work, if it's at a time when it's like slower... I agree what you're saying with the purpose. It makes me feel like I'm not myself because what we do is putting yourself into so much of it um, to the point where it kind of defines you. Like if you're like, oh, what do you do? Or, oh, you know what I mean? You're like, I'm an actor. I'm, you know what I mean? It's like literally it's like defines us. We live in this city because of it. You know what I mean? Because for those who don't know, Amanda is also Canadian. Yes. So we, we made the journey here together. I'd like to think a couple years apart, but together but I'd like to think. it feels together. It does feel we together. We were in and around. Well, I didn't really know you, but we were in and around the Holly time. It was like everybody was scattered apart by like a year or something like that. And yeah. Rebecca and like... And then Anessa came a couple years later because that little rascal must have had five <laughs> goodbye parties rascal. that I was a part of. And I told her at some point, I said, you've literally got to move. I will not go to one more goodbye party for you. 
You've got to move. <laughs> You've committed. I remember her and Ollie coming down and staying with me in those like couple years before they actually moved down. Yes, yeah. I remember them coming down because I had kind of just, I had heard about you and I'd kind of just become friends with them in Toronto because basically I became friends with them and then like a year or two later, Holly left. So it wasn't really, you know, that long of a time to like build a friendship, but like luckily we hit it off pretty quick because when I moved here, she was one of my only friends. So <laughs> I do remember the first time I met you in Toronto. I don't know if you, you came in, I, I was in an apartment, I think it was like where Anessa was living. I'm not sure whose apartment I was in. Wait, was it the one on, off like kind of um, by um, Kensington Market? Like it was near a house Bathurst? and it was like the upstairs. Oh no, that was 1052 or something, Bellwoods. I don't know. I okay, don't know where on. I was. <laughs> Yeah, you really uh, don't know where I you really, are. I've named like so many houses. <laughs> I used to have the best memory and I don't know what happened. But um, you came in and you, you'd been, maybe you'd been recording something. Anyway, you came in, you sang a couple songs and I was just like, I was in awe. I was like, that Whoa. woman has it. I was just like, she, to be able to walk, like, I just thought you were so funny, so talented. First so of all, thank like, you so much. I was just in awe. I was like, how does somebody... How did, how do you, how do we, how do you, how do, how does someone like This talk is outrageous. And, yeah, yeah, I was in awe. Bec- okay, wait, was Henry there? Henry Fabergé? Oh, you I don't, don't remember anybody? Okay, every, you're the only what? person Yeah, I that's remember. what I'm going to say. I'm like, that's saying a lot right now. <laughs> I was probably with, I was with either Holly or Anessa. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was sitting. <laughs> that <laughs> makes me feel like a million dollars. I remember our interaction. This was actually one of my first LA interactions in Santa Monica with your friend Oh, her name escapes me now. <sighs> Damn it, blonde hair. I, I, I can look her up after. I can get, I think she was on Clueless. Your oh, friend? Yeah, Rachel. Okay, yeah, because I was like, no, I remember her from a show, a big show. And we were in this, like, we went to Santa Monica and I was like, and it was so, it was like a star set event. You were one of them. It was a star set event. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Los Angeles. <laughs> thinking it was so cool then would go years without interacting with anybody cool just kidding I interacted with Holly and I stand by what I said yeah <laughs> that's fair okay, that's fair work fluctuation we're saying yeah. 80 to 90 I, I definitely relate to that and then you'd kind of touch on saying with motherhood is that like that insecurity the, the rest of it like the 10 or 20 percent where you're like I mean because this responsibility you have is that making you question things you just want to feel like you're making the right choices. Mm-hmm. And um, I think part of it is, yeah, I just want to make, it's it's a l- probably too much pressure. But um, yeah, you just want to give them the best and protect them and feel, yeah, just it's, I just want to be making the right choices. But it also, there is a, a bit of like trust that needs to be there as well. Yeah. And uh, let, let go of control. Yeah, I was going to say, you can make but, all the choices you want, Amanda. Your kids are going to do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And you don't want to also teach them that too, like where you're overthinking everything where I'm like, you know, I'm like, these foods are healthy foods, eat these. But also, you know, um, it's okay to have balance. And some things are like, you're just like, oh my God, they just tune out. I know. I think you're a fabulous mom. Thanks. And I think your son is very popular and easy to like, and good looking, I'll say it. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to call it out. He's a good looking kid. He's got, he's really, he's got it going He's got those warm eyes. You got to see this kid. We might post a photo. No, we're not going to. (laughs) He's a lovely guy with a sense of occasion and attention to detail. He's wonderful. A good attention into detail yeah. that's going to serve him it really well in, and in school and stuff like that he's going to cruise because yeah. that stuff like I was not good at math or m- most subjects that required intelligence but boy could I put on a show let me tell you <laughs> my projects my final projects oh. I would always have a play a video well edited I had like all kinds of things going for me the attention to detail it would make it seem like I put in so much work even though I technically put in one week of work for an entire semester but a lot in that week a lot in that week it adds up it's it about the hours done. it got done what is it 10,000 hours to be an expert Okay, well, 10,000 hours logged by me to be an expert on last-minute presentations. I also did everything at the... I was a really good student, but I was always doing it all at the last minute. Somehow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think yeah. some people can just naturally get away with that. Like, yeah. I also wasn't one to get a head start on anything, despite my mom saying to, but, like, I just... It worked out. I got good enough grades to get into school, and I was like, okay, wow, that was a slice. Other than math. Failed math. No question about it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally no question I had to go to summer school I mean the whole thing I really failed oh man you know for what for who about math I mean the weird thing for me with math was that I did 
I did well in it. And then there was that point in high school where in our school you could choose to continue on into the advanced math. Yes, same. Or you could go into the like take history and journalism. Yeah. Those were kind of the split. And I, was, I knew which way I was headed. And then they took any kid who was good at math who hadn't chosen math, they took us into a room and they're like, we just want to double check this decision with you because <laughs> we just want to let you know what? you're closing some doors. And I, I was very, I was like, well, you know, Later on, if I'm genuinely, if I change my mind, I'll go back and study it when I'm really interested in it, which oh my seemed God. like a, yeah, I still stand by that. However, I've come to be more interested in the sciences in this part of my life. And I do now, I now see their point because it's not yeah. so simple to go back and say you were to say. And they need you it. for the funding of the school. They need those grades. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. My parents were teachers. Yeah. That's how it works. Oh, I, you, I thought they were the just genuinely to... concerned. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know in Canada. I, I, I knew that there was like the funding here, but for some reason I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. It's not, I'm not Mind saying real. entirely. Of course they want I, you to have a good education. They thought I was a math genius. <laughs> they didn't want the field to lose me. And when you first said they need you, I truly thought you meant like they need more women in math. <laughs> they need no, what sure. potential you were showing in grade 10. Um, no, the school. <laughs> Listen. Listen, your self-esteem is going to be a zero by the time you get out of here if I keep this up. Amanda, your math is valuable, okay? So is your journalism and your history. These are all the reasons why you're on this podcast. Thank there you. will be a quiz. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for the quiz. <laughs> for the quiz. I do love a quiz. You know what? I love quizzes too with multiple choice. I couldn't stand having to write stuff out myself. Oh no, essay questions. Because oh, they thanks. know, they know. But when it's multiple choice, you're like, fuck it, I got four chances. <laughs> you're like, who gives a shit? And I would get stuff right just at random chances. I would. Because whatever, you're yeah. just, you know what I mean? You're like, only two of these sound remotely correct. I mean, I did fail a quiz in gym class because I overthought... <laughs> It was like, I'm like what? spitting up about your high school history here. <laughs> I know. No, I failed. I did fail because wow. I it was a multiple choice about another word for the badminton bird. I was like, what else can it be called? The okay, birdie. Wait. And uh, one was a shuttle, which is the proper thing. Never heard. The that. other thing was a quail, and I was like, well, it's a bird. It's quail. We're gonna go quail. Anyway, I failed. say the exact same thing. Failed, but then went to talk to them about it because I was like, if I can explain to you the logic behind my choice okay what they say it shouldn't count as a failure <laughs> they said yeah or no they're like no <laughs> this is uh, we you said failed. it you clearly didn't listen we don't care about your logic <laughs> <laughs> this is not how tests work you go up and argue every question on a multiple choice <laughs> they're like no this is no part of your personality in here <laughs> it felt like an intelligent mistake yeah you know what i mean because you're like it's justified but i guess all if it was me i'd be like you know what that's my fail for not teaching her properly she gets the point thank you <laughs> only we could go back uh no school sucks Glad I dropped out. <laughs> you know, I, I dropped out in college. I did my one year. I went to, what did you, because I went to a theater school. Did you go to theater school? So I did theater in Sejab. Okay. Um, in Quebec, which yeah. is kind of like, I, I mean, I guess it would be like a junior college here. Okay. Um, and I did, but I didn't do, I started off in their professional theater program. And then after a couple of weeks, I didn't really feel that you weren't, you weren't allowed to audition for outside stuff. And at that point, I was already kind of working. Yeah, and that you was were. how I was making money to pay for my future university. And, and I really, I honestly now, like, I wasn't really ready for that kind of a program. So I switched over into this theater workshop program where you got to still do the play and take theater, but you could also take philosophy and oh, languages yeah. and do a bunch of other stuff, and radio and TV. That's it's just, what I did. That's kind of what I liked better. But I was now, as I got older as an actor... I have more appreciation for the stuff they were trying to teach us at 19 in that prof yeah. uh, theater class. But at the, that time, I just couldn't wrap my head around the voice stuff, the movie, like all that stuff. I was just like, ah, yeah. And, the, and honestly, like it was, it was a lot. The, 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 you weren't put into the regular stream with the other kids. So you were kind of the theater. We, we, when we were put in classrooms with other kids, the theater kids would sort of sit off to the, the side, but stand on their chair that, to yeah. make an announcement. It was a lot. And I, was, I just didn't feel comfortable so I was when I went into the other stream, which was a lighter theater mixed with other arts. Um, I was very happy there, and then and then I started working, and then I did take some other classes at um, U of did, T. Did you graduate? I graduated from there, and okay. then I was supposed to go um, to Concordia, but then I got a job in Toronto in mm -hmm. TV, and then I so then while I was working that job, I took 
classes at U of T and Ryerson while I was working there. Oh my God! Look at yeah. you go! Let me go. It was. I have one uh, lunch appointment and I'm dropping out of school. You know what I mean? <laughs> All this well, multitasking. I couldn't. I couldn't finish because it was the workload was. It was such a weird thing to go from being a really responsible student to then being like. Uh, okay, I have an exam tomorrow, but I also have like this live interview to do on national television. You, you have to I take have the to, money. Yeah, you literally have to. Yeah. So I what else do are you going to do? Yeah, you haven't finished school. Nobody's going to hire you anywhere. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's like this is the job <laughs> <laughs> that I would be applying for. Yeah, exactly. This is very strange. You know, I my theater program that I went to for that one year was at U of T Arendelle campus and there was 24 of us in our class and it was with Sheridan college as well. So you came up with a degree and a diploma and, um, I went for the one year. I, I don't regret dropping out cause I knew I was going to fail cause I couldn't keep up with like the regular classes and I would get in trouble in my Shakespeare class and like all this guy, I, I was constantly getting into trouble cause I couldn't do it. I was a terrible actor. <laughs> terrible actor. I don't believe you. But Amanda, okay. we can do some acting now for me to show you, but do some acting. Okay, let's do some acting. Okay, great. Give yeah. me give yeah. me a scenario. I'll show you my acting right now. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like I just couldn't hold my face together. And I at the end of the year we did the you know you interview with the teachers or whatever and they like kind of give you the feedback of the year. And one of them they were like I got great marks in my improv class. That was the only thing. Everything else was terrible. And they were like, we think you could do for a side class and a voice class and maybe do yoga to like loosen up on stage and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I went, that's all good and fun, but I'm not coming back. So I'm not pro I'm probably not going to do any of that. <laughs> we're like, what? I didn't tell my parents. I just straight up oh. dropped out of school and then moved to Chicago. But you were so sh certain. That's yeah, because I wasn't, I... I knew I, this, I'm not trying to be defeatist. I just knew I couldn't do it. My heart wasn't in it. And I was like, this is not me. I'm supposed to be doing comedy and nothing else. Mm -hmm. And I have since gone on to do comedy and nothing else. So I would love to be Jim Carrey and make, a, have his career and then make Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Like have, make something that everyone's like, what? Or like the Andy Coffin, like you don't even know somebody's capable of that. I think that's like really cool. Um, but I, I just had too much comedy I needed to get out of my system, and I still do. I was gonna say I don't. Do you know think what I mean? Could, I don't. I wouldn't rule out you ever coming to that place. Yeah. Of, of the, your Jim Carrey's Internal Sunshine Zone, but I think yeah, you have so much to get out. And I also, if you never want to go there, that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. It's. I. I feel like it'd be one of those things where if my career keeps progressing and I get to do more and more things, especially comedic things. Um, I might want to quite simply for the challenge. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's like before I only did improv, then I only did sketch, then I only did characters. Now I'm doing like the songs and the solo stuff. And I'm like, I keep changing everything because I'm like, fuck it, let's see if I can do this other thing too. All within the, under the umbrella of comedy. But acting to me, I don't know, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, it feels daunting yeah. to to be like, I don't even know what I would say. Be like, he killed my husband and he knows it. <laughs> like, to say that for real, I can't imagine. It's hard because I think sometimes when you're funny, you're always like part of it is watching things slightly from the outside. And when you're yes. going to an acting situation, you have to really let go of that part of you because yeah. you have to fully be in it and not judging it as you're doing it, which I still will struggle with sometimes. Even, you know, I get a scene and I, you can hear a rhythm if you have a writing background. Like you can see right away, like mm -hmm. it should be like this. Exactly. Then, to dissect it. Yeah. And yeah. then you kind of sometimes lose the piece of like, oh, but what about just being in it and letting go? You know... Uh, this is how I know you're a good actor. You're 100% right. I took an acting class once here, a scene study class. And we did a scene, this guy and I. He was really great. He was really giving it his all. I thought I was giving it my all too. And the teacher goes, at the end, he goes, what was that? And I was like, the big scene. And he was like, the <laughs> <laughs> and I did say that verbatim. Oh and, and then he was like, where was the comedy? And I was like, what? And he was like, Alana, I gave you this scene because it's your wheelhouse. Where was the comedy? And I was like, I thought this was a dramatic scene. Like I had in my head been like, this is what this means. This must be what this means. That it was like, 
I didn't even take time to like actually take in what the lines were. I was being so mechanical about it. Mm. And it was supposed to be way funnier than it was. And if I had just let myself get lost in it, I, I would have done it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's I, such a funny... Yeah. yeah. It's a weird like... I mean, I guess that's like what, what keeps me coming back. But <laughs> I can't... It's like you can't ever fully crack it because I feel like everything... Every experience is different. The different yeah. character and a different thing. So the challenge remains in well, some like ways the and writer like, sees it one way like you said yeah. and you see it another way yeah because you're coming from different angles on it yeah you or, know what I mean yeah or you yeah and or you think yeah I mean I'm trying to I have eight different things popping into my head at the same time but yeah. it's just reminding me of this thing that happened the other day which I was like I'll share it I guess um I worked on this audition for this thing that I like I loved it and I really put in the time like okay. it was 11 pages monologue 11 pages yeah and and like multiple like just talking for pages so I for days I prepared for this self-tape you know and I was like keep the you know I was just put in all this time then we shot it and I did it I was on the line like I, I hit everything and then I watched it and I was like this is fine and maybe that's being overly hard on yourself but I feel and I I think I'm right because I haven't heard but I think like Maybe it was a it was a hard thing to see to be like, oh, you can also put in the work, show up, make your tape. It's a good tape, but you can tell just once in a while that's not the character. And I could see it. And it was heartbreaking because I'd worked so hard. Uh did you work too hard? Maybe. But you had to because there were so many words. Yeah. And if I don't know those and it's like I'm thinking that in my head right now. I'm like, well, what other choice did you have? I had to work that hard to get it done. But yeah, did I work too hard? Did I get attached to an idea? Yeah, see that's exactly. And if I'd had even more time, I could have like retaped again on another day and found another way in. But I don't think so. I honestly think I can tell you I just wasn't right for the role. Can you feel when you are? Yeah. Okay. Me too. For the most part. Yeah. Every once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while you can get surprised, which is always sure. fun. But 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 reading it, I thought I was right because I loved it so much. Because I was like, this is really funny. I love yeah. this. I want to do this. And then you watch it and you're like, I, you know, there's a, a lot of amazing actors out there who, when I look at this, I'm like, ooh, I think like whatever quality I have, it's not the role. And like yeah. maybe we're not supposed to say that as actors and we're supposed to, you know, I want to be positive, but I could tell. I was like, yeah. oh, what a bummer. Like, and I worked my ass off on this and I showered on top of it you know what I mean like good for you my though, whole day. that's your um, job right it's my job so imagine if you didn't work hard on it and then you didn't well, get it you're yeah. gonna go it's cause I didn't work hard enough on it exactly at least now you can say I wasn't quite suited for the role I'll have this happen all the time audition for something you know it comes out six mm-hmm. months a year later you see who got it and then you're like oh that makes way more sense yeah. <laughs> I mean like, a lot of times I can give it up for somebody yeah. I'm not going that should have been me I'm going no 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 you guys were right yeah, you yeah, nailed yeah. it thank you <laughs> she's amazing yeah and you don't want to be put in the wrong thing of course and but there, a lot of times you'll make something and you feel really good and you send it off and you know you don't hear anything anyways but this was just a weird thing to be like yeah. I'm gonna send it I, it's not like I should be embarrassed like I think it'll be considered a good audition but yeah. I'm telling like I can look at it and I can see it my taste is telling me it's not this right. Isn't right. Yeah, oh, that's the that's so the eighty to ninety percent of why your self esteem would be tied in because you mm-hmm. spent days and days working on this thing, and if you if you can see it for what it is, you're like they're gonna see it too. Yeah. So then you're going, why do any of it? Yeah. But you have to because it's your job that you're not getting paid to do yet. <laughs> So it's like, it's, it's so a mind weird. fuck. It's a mind fuck. It is. And this, it's not just two, you know, then when you have like the balance of like, you know, my, my husband's like watching the kids for all those days that I felt like to him, I was like, I'm sorry. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Why are you saying well, he knows. He knows. Yeah. He's he an actor. Like we all know, but it, that's where it imploded on myself too. Cause I yeah. was like, I was almost embarrassed. Like I worked so hard and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like I said, yeah. I could send it off professionally. It's fine. Yeah. Um, even as I'm saying this, I'm like, imagine I get a call and they're like, you got it. We'll have you back no. for a follow-up. <laughs> no, Amanda, but I, I promise, if you get the call, you're coming back on the podcast to tell us how it went. No, but it's not going to happen. But anyway, but the, the nice thing in the shape of that day I'll, for the self-esteem story, I will say, is that um, that night I had been asked by our friend Anessa to go do this improv show. With on her. Monday, right? Yeah. yeah. And 
I hadn't done been on a stage doing that in probably like 10 years. Like it had been so long. I've done yeah. improv on camera, but I hadn't done like that kind of improv. Which is so funny because you're so naturally funny. Ugh. And the rest of us, uh, well, I work at it. I can't no, speak for them, I but I'm like, know. no, I'm doing shows constantly working on no, being but funny. See, I'm so in awe of you guys. And like, that's how I first met Anessa and yeah, Holly exactly. too, was doing that sketch show with them. And I just sort of decided I was going to make them be my friend. <laughs> I did the same thing when I saw them perform at the Rivoli. And then I saw Holly at Powerhouse Casting. And I was like, hi, I'm Alana. I saw yeah. your show. I really liked it. Like yeah. I was being a total first Schneider's commercial. <laughs> And Holly was like, I thought you were going to get that. Oh. We talk about it to this day about the oh. Schneider's commercial. <laughs> Bless. Big mistake. They, big, big mistake. Big I could have been selling those meats. Those sales would have been through Skyrocketing the on the hot dogs. <laughs> I can tell you guys that much. Just so everyone knows, uh, Snyder's makes hot dogs and other meats. <laughs> and they're delish. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's really interesting that you hadn't been on in 10 years and then how did it pan out? You know what? It was, it was so, it was honestly one of the most, I think, healing experiences I've ever had on the stage. Really? Yeah. It, and I'm, let me tell you for all the listeners, this was about as, this was a very low stakes show Anessa invited me to do. Not, not a huge audience. No, um, very, it's stream. So there are more people. I don't what, like to think about that. But, well, no, no, <laughs> I, I mean in a way that it, well, because yeah. I, I just want to give credit to the people that are oh, tuning into streams. Of course. Still no problem. It's still a great way. It's still, we're still having yes. fun on and stage. And there were people in the audience. I'm yes. just saying as but a performer. No, it's not a crazy, you're not at the Largo. Yeah. <laughs> as a performer who hadn't like been on a stage much, just like left their home for the yeah. past few years. It was a nice welcoming thing. And it was more than even so much the size of the plates. It was just the general vibe. Yeah. Because it's just in the back of a bar. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, it was funny. I, I talked to my mom after I did it and she's like, how'd it go? Were you funny? And I was like, she doesn't sound like that if she ever listens to that. That wasn't fair. <laughs> I was like, your um, mom she just sounds said, hilarious. No, she, she just said, were you funny? Like she was trying to ask how the show went. And I just said, I said, no, not really. And that was okay. And like. I did a bit. I, I stepped up here and there, and I just made myself get up and do it without. And I just kind of promised myself, like, it's okay. You don't have to because anytime with these kind of shows, yeah, I feel like everyone always says, like, just get up and play. We're just there to play. It's all fun. And I'm like, that's how everyone must feel here, except for me, because I feel an immense amount of pressure. Sure, uh, I do. Yeah, and it was the yeah. first time. I think, you know, there's still a bit of pressure because you're getting on a stage. But I actually just genuinely felt like we were playing and it didn't have to be good. And people were still good. But you know what I mean? Like, what a good first experience back though. It didn't because... have to be good. It really felt yeah. like the purest. It, it kind of felt like whatever in my soul likes to do this and is fed by this. It was the purest form. It was like being a, a kid. Like it was just fine. Like I was like, uh, it was a goofy, like fun yeah. thing. It was 20 minute set. It was... It was very, but it was to tap kind of back into that. And that felt like the energy of the place. Like other performers were saying the same thing. And maybe it was the pandemic and just no, kind of coming back I, to like, done oh, those shows, it's what I same. actually missed about this. Yeah. Because so much I felt like I used to be intimidated to go out to do shows because it felt like there was more at stake, um, especially being in Los Angeles. Like yes. I just was like, just felt like a scene or intimidating to me. And it is, you're not wrong. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, it didn't make me feel creative. So I usually kind of just hid and I would do, you know, improv, you know, for, I was in improvised TV shows or like in these controlled yeah. environments, but I wouldn't go and do those shows because I was just kind of intimidated. Like, and, and I think everyone is so funny. Yeah. And I think a lot of improvisers, I'm really just, I mean, I can get on stage and have fun, but there's some people like yourself and like others, you know, there's, you're so quick on the stage and like this other part comes in and it's just like, it's incredible, and I just I, I admire it so much. And I don't feel like I feel like I can be up there and play, but like there's another level yeah. that I'm just like in awe of. So this is I, how we feel about your acting. <laughs> We're all like, "Ha, huh, okay, <laughs> that's one. That's how you do it. Okay, good, good, good." <laughs> so we basically just use each other to hurt Pretty ourselves. Much. So that's nice. Well, here's the thing that I'm gonna say. Yes, previous. Let's split it up to pre yeah. and not post pandemic, but current status. Previous to the pandemic, there was a huge scene. It was very competitive. It was like I was not considered an improviser, but I came up exclusively doing improv and had never done sketch in my life except on a kid's TV show in which they were like bigger. And I was like, wow, I love sketch. <laughs> wow, look at me go. Thinking I'm like the greatest performer on the planet. And to those kids, I was. But um, in when I got here, I was only considered sketching characters and... I felt like I couldn't get into this improv world or scene as that because it was so exclusive. 
much like sketching characters were as well and maybe we you know weren't as welcoming to improvisers or something because we're like you got to write the stuff whatever Mm -hmm. whatever we'll leave that aside but since the pandemic that group kind of split in all set in all cases because everyone had to start doing their own thing because we were physically isolated from each other so people started making videos that weren't making videos before projects like that and now it's like I'm coming back I'm doing more improv than anything and I started the my first one was the the show that you did that was my first one that I did and I was like it was it wasn't that big of a crowd had the little group 20 minutes and I was like oh yeah this is like easier than I remember because it was just I just had to show up you know what I mean it felt amazing and I'm really glad that you had that experience too because why not hop back on a show who cares you can also not do it but you can be like oh yeah I didn't have to define myself as just one thing now everyone kind of had to learn to do a little bit of everything that's a good point you know what I mean and I appreciate that the status that it is now like um I've been doing some, I've been lucky enough to do some shows at the Largo with Mae Martin and they're so great to put me on and I'd done some solo stuff and now I've been doing improv with them and Stephanie Allen as well and the improv's annihilating in comparison to the other things I've done and I can't understand why. I'm like, but I work so hard on the other stuff and this one I'm (laughs) not doing anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? But it's just kind of like, you got to follow the freedom at this point. That's how I feel about it. No longer am I um, pigeonholing myself. Put, or is that what it is? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you yeah, yeah totally. put yourself in a box. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. If somebody asks me, short of acting, and even then I'll lie, I'm going <laughs> to say I can do it. And it's like you're saying for the role, you might not always be right for it. And you might know it, but you're like, I'm still doing it. You can't stop me. And same with you doing the show. You're like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. Try hard for the audition. What else can we do? Oh, yeah. No regrets. Yeah, exactly. No regrets. You're going to regret being like, I regret memorizing. <laughs> That's no. Practice. That's a muscle. You got to work that. Yeah. Don't yeah. you? It's mm-hmm. like, I forgot how to read in the pandemic. I'm <laughs> telling you, Amanda. Oh no. oh, no. Serious email and text problems. <laughs> serious problems. And my eyes got worse. I so say, I don't have my glasses. glasses. Yeah. So actual my re- read. these are my reading glasses, but I only have them on to quickly look down at this recorder, as I told you, <laughs> um, because I can't see anything. And I'm like, you think I'm not getting up and blindly writing emails left, right, and center? <laughs> you best believe I am. I did go through a weird phase where I always misspelling my own name at the end of an email. <laughs> I almost spat up my complimentary latte. <laughs> misspelling your name. I just drop off the last A. Amanda. Amanda or Amanda. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. By, by then I had checked out. I was like, great, thanks. You were like, you know, we're just going to go with this now. You know who this is from. <laughs> you know, you saw my name in the heading. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. And I support it. And I'm going to start doing it on text. Thank I'm just going to write, best regards, Alan. <laughs> I'm going to change our whole dynamic, you and I. Uh, okay, so. Let's get, I want to, let's keep it to self-esteem. Let's get back to the self-esteem. No, don't say sorry. Sorry. I'm the one on the tangent. (laughs) I'm the one on the tangent. So is there anything else? Because you said sometimes you'll get an overwhelmed emotion like hearing music or something like that, right? In that smaller personal percentage of the self-esteem of what makes you, like feeling overwhelmed making you feel good, positive in a yeah, that way. one wasn't really a self-esteem related thing. I think I just got off a on moment. another tangent because you talked about tearing up. But <laughs> I um, love tearing up. No, that actually was like a self-esteem boost because beautiful I feel moment. like it was a beautiful moment of just being like, you know, where you have those moments where you tap into something yeah. else and you're just like, wow. So life. what would be something but, that would bring you to tears that is not in a po- like not in a positive way? Mm. And I'm I'm asking that with a, a quick follow-up to it that says and what would you do to get out of that? Because I know I'm not I'm not looking open wounds. I'm looking for coping mechanisms. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, it, I hate saying it. it's pretty much always work related because I think mm-hmm. that goes to like, and I I want to be above this. Like I feel I know. Uh, ups, like I just want to be past this. Um, but it does come down to like wanting to be thought of as like good or yeah or taken seriously yeah. or and it's that feeling of um I think that what could is upsetting sometimes as an act as you know anyone in the arts or the actors you feel kind of like you make you do a performance but then you're on the outside of like how it's being received and oh how my so God. for yeah. me it's just that feeling I guess of 
either you get fr- moments of frustration of like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Um, or just feeling like you did a, sh- a crappy job. Like Don't I'd you be hate very that? hard on myself where it's like, I didn't do what I could have done or I could have done this better. Yeah. And that I'm very, I'm very, yeah, I can be quite hard on I myself. I feel embarrassed. Oh yeah. And I mean, and I like shame oh, almost. So much shame. Like after I did that self tape, so just shame in my own house, what used to be like crying in my car. I mean, I will right, say just going in person the to pandemic the really yeah. less car crying time. So there's a win. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. You yeah. come out from the audition, you sit in your car and you cry and you can't start moving because you're crying too hard. Yeah. So you have to like cry, get it out, hope nobody sees you and then go for a sad drive home. And then yeah. probably cry again at home. That's usually yeah. my two cents. Yeah. 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 Too much. It's too much. I know. And I just... But this taping at home is also too much. Oh, that's a whole other thing. It's a yeah. whole... And that's made me cry because I'm like, I, I can't... I I'm not translating onto camera, but I know if I was in the show, I would translate on camera. Does that... Like, I'm not translating well, on my own camera right now. Interact, you interact... You bounce off of other people in a I really do. fun way. So for you to be, you know, yeah. locked in a tiny room... Is it a, doesn't... I, I like to play too much and when I read with norm or whatever friend obviously they have to be neutral mm-hmm. um because that's how it would be with the reader if you were in the room and you can't have somebody being like he what like you can't i mean you, you just can't have that on the other end of the camera i'm sorry but you can't you have to have somebody pretty neutral uh, uh, that gives I- a bit um you know but yeah. it's like it's i i just it's affecting me the older i get um and the longer i'm in this because you're going one, let's be surface about it. Uh, we need money to live. Mm-hmm. So let's be completely surface yeah. about it. It's like, this is your job. You need to get paid because you need money to live. So that's the top problem that is the most relatable. And I think um, the most, I don't know the word I'm trying to, um, valid. Because this is basic needs. Of the hierarchy of needs, you need money to live. But the part that... Oh, what are you going to well, say? I was just going to say, I totally agree. But then just it gets these complicated thoughts going for me where it's like, yeah, but we all know people who, you know, it, that doesn't actually solve the problem. It right? doesn't oh, you solve said the surface. That's so, why I said yeah, surface. I love it. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't, it, the emotional part of it, because I put myself into it, I'm, it's getting harder as I'm getting older because now I'm going, have I lost it? Like, mm-hmm. is it gone or did I miss my chance? That's what's happening now. Because oh, yeah. before, at least I knew I had hope and I was young. And now I'm like, oh no, I'm like, I might have missed that category and now I have to wait 20 more years to be fun older mom. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like with older kids. It I don't know. It's a weird thing because in the world of casting, you do feel like you have like, it's like we're, it's very anti-art in the way. Not, it, it not casting like itself, sometimes. but I just mean when you get these breakdowns and you think like, okay, there's these kind of characters over here and there's these kind of characters over the here. The category, and yeah, and exactly. start to limit your thinking, but then you're like, am I being limited or am I just being realistic? And exactly. I, that's what's a hard thing to balance. I can't live in a fantasy anymore and yeah. I used to. And I'm not saying that it's like I'm being negative or hard on myself all the time or something. I certainly think if I do a good job, I have a chance. That's, that's not what I mean, but it's like before I'd be like, oh, well, this doesn't matter because the next one's coming or I'll get the next one or whatever. And now I'm like, wait, that <laughs> might not be an option in the same way that it once was because I think I'm just tough to place. <laughs> yeah, but I can relate to that. You know? and, but I also think like, you know, then the positive spin, I would say to you as a friend, although it's much harder to say to mm-hmm. myself, it's just like you don't know what's coming. And it's not yeah. coming in the like, the way that maybe when you first moved to LA, which was also now like in a different era, things yeah. were being made differently. Yeah. So we don't really know what's coming in and what form it will take. Like you're you're doing amazing stuff right now. We really are. And and it you're creating really funny things and you're performing with people and you're meeting people and you're, you know, completing Largo. Like you're doing stuff. It's yeah. happening. It just isn't is it happening when you move here in like the early two thousands or whenever where it's like This is my prime. Yeah, but but we're like, you're gonna get that sitcom. Yeah, I know. Girl, like, that's not, it's a different world. It's just, the market is different. Everything Mm -hmm. is different. And we're different. So it's, we have to kind of, we can't apply the same limited. You're right. um, Because it's not the jobs. Like, for example, you know, my only focus was getting SNL for years and years. That's what I wanted to do. It's one of the reasons why I moved here to have that opportunity. And I'm glad I got that opportunity to be able to test for it. But I didn't know you got to do that. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm, it was, it, 
amazing it was a it's a very funny story about me coming off of ecstasy i won't get into it i'll tell you after <laughs> when i got the call the ba- i was coming off of hard drugs and, I, and they were like you have two days and i was like copy that <laughs> like still high out of my fucking mind in toronto with anessa oh my god okay another story i'll tell it another time but um because that was all i wanted and then i came close and then i didn't get it then I was like, I felt lost for a bit. Then I recharged being like, well, great. Now I can do TV here and I'll focus on that. That didn't pop off in a way that I necessarily thought, uh, in a stable way. I did lots of stuff on TV, but not like I'm on the show Friends for this many seasons and I work Monday to Friday and I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that no, kind I of, know. yeah, of yeah. course you know. So not in that way uh, necessarily. And now I'm like, when I look at the shows that are on TV, I'm like, I can't see other me of the, and I'm not even talking about my looks. There's a lot of white women with blonde hair on TV and blue eyes. Okay, Yeah, not, and that's I not mean what I meant me. before. I meant with the just sort of, you know, yeah. it's, it's not the same path that exactly. it was. Exactly. It's not mm-hmm. the same path that it was, and I'm not seeing the energy that I have because that energy has also changed. Yeah. Because life finally caught up with me and I think before it in my 20s it hadn't caught up with me yet I think I was like avoiding the big issues the the real shames that I carried with me and stuff like that and now it caught up and I'm like oh fuck I guess I'll deal with it and more than it caught up like I would reframe that as maybe now you're ready for it (gasps) Amanda it's not like you were running from it it wasn't time yet yeah that's a much better way of putting it it's coming Let's up. Let's do be- yours. <laughs> well, it's coming up because you're you're yeah. you're more ready to. It's I think coming you're right. up for healing because you're ready for it, and it's a nice. It's a good thing, even though it's hard to go through. I know if I had pretend I had gotten SNL at that time, mm-hmm. I would have for sure been fired. I wouldn't. I couldn't handle it. I thought I could, and now I look back at my life at that time and emotion. My emotional instability mm-hmm. and life instability and I'm like oh no it would have eaten me alive I, it would have absolutely destroyed me it, it would have destroyed me yeah so for the best Cause, yeah because that would have been a like and I don't mean oh you work for a year and then you get like it fired or like oh I'm not talking about that that happens in every job ends eventually that's not how I mean I mean like me as a person like I was really sick at the time. I would have stayed that way. I, it would have got worse. I would have, I already wound up in the hospital because I got so sick. So it's here. So imagine if I was like working 80 hours a week, I'm like, that's what I'm talking about is I'm like a land of the person couldn't do it. Yeah. And if you put me on that show now, I'd be able to handle it much better. I think I can't stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think about like 10 years ago, I was like, you know, intrigued by the world of stand-up and like, I was like, but I was so intimidated. I was like, oh, but everyone's up so late. They're up so late. And the food is so, like, I don't want to like just eat French fries at three in the morning in like a sort of cold venue. But I didn't even have kids that like, and now I'm like, now it's, I'm like, oh, now they're up way too late. But I was like, what would, like, I was still sleeping until 10 every day anyway. (laughs) Like, I don't know what my, I I can't. Yeah, what was stopping you? (laughs) (laughs) If you're, I'm sorry, you're sleeping until 10 and you don't want to do a 10 30 p.m show i can't figure i i I look there's so many things like that i look back i'm like what was my problem uh but yeah i was too intimidated to stand up as well though amanda that it it seemed um it was two things it seemed overrun with men (laughs) and i was like you know i'm already around enough of you as it is and um you guys seem harder to deal with (laughs) and I'm yeah I'm gonna stand by that generalization I really don't care um I'm not saying everybody but I'm saying as a young woman all that time ago and it was like you'd be the only woman on the show and I was like I don't want this this is not for me that was the first reason and then the second reason was um and take this compliment and run with it everybody who's a stand-up too hard oh my god too hard to write and then have an ending to a joke and then a beginning to the next joke i'm in the whole middle guys i'm living under a minute or less in my solo pieces here and you want me to talk for upwards of 10 minutes no not for me imagine doing an hour of stand-up i could do an hour solo show you came to the self-esteem party i loved it but that was different because it was um the jokes were far and few between. It was just a lot of chatting, really. But I guess that that's kind of stand-up stand up is. I guess crowd work is. As I'm saying it, crowd work has now become the thing. 
yeah, it's, I kind, it's like, kind of gone I, a bit of a trend. To me, yeah, you're yeah. you're so stand up. So maybe I should be a stand up. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna here's my that. here's how I'm gonna go. start. Anybody from out of town, head on back. <laughs> Honestly, killer. <laughs> I think I'm gonna win them right away with that joke. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't go into stand up, Amanda. Oh, thanks, thanks. There Your life close. would have turned out completely different. I mean, think about it. Or I would have tried it three times. And yeah, yeah, you're right. You it know. might have gone the exact same way. <laughs> I mean, I did go up and do a couple little weird character pieces here and there, and yeah. I, de- you know, but never fully jumped in and um, did that. I, other, other than my ninth grade, I did stand up in the school variety show. Um, Stop. In high school. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. This is just coming out now. Towards the end I don't of the know podcast. How many times? Is it weird to keep bringing up things from high school? I don't. Not know. at but, all. This. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, okay. This is a self-esteem podcast. You're right. You're right. You're right, telling right, me right. high school's not coming you're up. Right, you're right. You're right. <laughs> No, I did do stand-up in, I guess, 10th grade. I was, I don't know what year. Yeah, probably 10th grade. If it's 10th grade, this is your math year. There's a lot (laughs) going on that year. A lot. We could do a whole other podcast about that year. But um, no, I think I was very, I was very influenced. I think that's when Ellen DeGeneres had her show. It was the first time I'd really seen. Yeah. It was just remarkable to be like, oh, I really was exposed to a female stand-up. Like on that level, I had her book. I had like all that. Yeah. Maybe that was more in eighth grade, but so then by the time I no, got to I 10th watched grade, her. I loved her. Loved yeah. the specials. She did. I was just like, oh, that's something I could do. I want to try it. And I remember you know practicing with a wooden spoon in the living in the living room, and then yeah, and it, it went well. They laughed, and it was a small town. Like it wasn't until afterwards that you know years later, I was like, that was a risk. Uh, uh, yeah, that was a huge <laughs> risk. I I did a in the school talent show. Um. Uh, dance and lip sync to michael jackson black or it you know this oh it head. don't yeah. matter yeah and i did and i wore a white shirt and black jeans i thought that'd be fun goes great. with the song goes with great. the lyrics but they started and then something happened to the music and it cut out so i didn't know what to do so i left the stage and my dad came backstage and he was like are you okay and i was like yeah and they were like, all right, let's start it again. And I just went out and started again and got a huge applause for coming back out. They reset the music. So a couple of those beginning dance moves were a spoiler. Unfortunately, the people knew, but not the big main moves, which was um, the knee thing. You know, when you like switch your hands uh-huh. to your knees and you buckle your knees in, whatever that's called, that was the move. I would love to see this. I've got you a probably do have <laughs> You probably have a whole show and you just stage yourself 10 times. I only had one photo of the stand-up, but my brother had drawn an X on my face once on the, you know, and you have that one photo. On the one photo? Why would your brother do that? You know, just little brother stuff. Just little brother stuff. He's, he was he's like, your guy. career is I shot. I don't know, but, uh, <laughs> That was I your brother protecting you. I kind of see it. It was, yeah. From joining from stand-up. stand-up. Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> Let's call him on. <laughs> Hey, we got a beef to pick with you. And by beef, I mean thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it. Okay, Amanda. To self-esteem. I hate nearing the end of the pot. No, I'm looking down. I'm like, right. we kind of got to wrap it up, but not really. Um, so I could chat all day. I could chat all day, I too. I never get to chat anymore. I like, could what chat, a dream this is. Especially I could chat with you. I, I, and here's why. You're such a fun friend. Because we don't see each other all the time. But when we run into each other, it feels like we've been friends for longer than we have. Yeah, to, like totally. it feels like we were like Holly and Anessa close back in Toronto, as opposed to the ships in the night that we were more mm-hmm. so. And uh, I, guys, I told Amanda, be <laughs> careful of your water. She here. has two. She has two beverages going. She's been so silent, and here I am punching my water bottle. I'm mortified, and I made a huge to do before we started recording about her making noise. I got two coasters. <laughs> She's got two coasters going. I'm punching this, and Amanda, I do apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry about it's okay. that. Okay. Um, oh god, and I forgot where I was going. Oh yes, it feels like we've yeah. known each other longer, and it's always Love really fun chat. to run into yeah. you. Um, but I will say this: I appreciate having gotten to know you a bit better on this podcast because I I'm going to call it out. And guys, check the Instagram; you'll see the photos. You're one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, and I'm oh very intimidated god. by good-looking people. I once had an ex, and I was at a show. He wasn't my no, he wasn't my ex at the time. He was a guy that I had not dated yet. But it was my first time meeting him, and he was so good looking um, that I had to leave. I just had to leave. And he wrote me later being like, where did you go? And I was like, oh, I, I just got really stressed out at your location. <laughs> I had to get out, and I told him the truth. 
I told them the truth. Then I got too stressed out and I had to leave. And then this because second, of his looks, because of his looks, because he's oh. so good looking. And then the second time I saw him, I was on mushrooms because we did the show and then everybody took mushrooms at like the break and then it was like music or whatever. And I was on mushrooms and I, I left again. And we we were not like it was just my second time meeting. He was like, "Hey," and I was like, "Oh, hi." And then I ghosted and I got out of there. We ended up dating. Um, you know, he ended up having a lot of insecurities, so that kind of made him less good looking. So I was able to stay in the relationship. Oh, helpful! <laughs> Isn't that nice <laughs> of him? Okay. Anyways, Amanda, I think you're like when I first when I first met you that I remember in LA. I was like, oh my god, she's so beautiful, and I knew you from TV and this, this, and this. But then you ended up being cool and funny too, and and that's, that's so hard to find because most people can coast on good looks, and you can be boring and get away with it, and I support it. Look, I, but to find someone that's also funny and cool and from back home, come on, Amanda, friend, diamond in the rough. I'll listen. I'll take it all. I'll take take it, all. Of it. It'll push me from seven to an eight today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't. Yes, thank you. I'll say thank you. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'll just I'm say making you thank blush. You, I don't so know because I don't really. I know. I. Uh, it's, it's well. You're you not going to see I, it, of course. I know. Yeah, you know. You know. And I wasn't raised with that as like a something that was really valued in that way. But of course not, because it was like if I brought home a Seventeen magazine or something, my mom yeah. would hold it up and she'd be like, "What are these girls interested in?" So oh, it was yeah. just never really, you know. My mom was not a, a focus. Fan. Yeah, my mom my was not a fan of the. Of the look of the models yeah. in the magazine. And and listen, you know, now I'm older and I look back and I'm like, oh, these poor I fucking 17-year-old girls. And oh my I God, know. the pressure. And they probably never ate. And all, because that was really pinned. Like the K-Moss yeah. oh, yeah. was the look back then. And you're like, and now I think about that and I'm like, oh my God. And I like lived and died for it. And then I'm like... I just from your mom's what point of, of yeah like, I get it I don't even have kids but yeah. I understand it um let alone if I had kids and then you're like oh my god this is I'm watching it happen and I know what I was thinking at the time and I can't imagine what you are thinking right now yeah. you know what I mean oh no I know but I will say this I appreciate um there's a lot more variety in magazines and I appreciate that now where I'm like yes we needed all looks, all sizes. We needed absolutely everything. And that was not the case then. No, not at all. Everyone was pin thin. It did not exist. Any different kind of body did not exist. Oh, uh, uh, being a baby in the 2000s. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 16 doing my podcast. Imagine me at 16 having a podcast. Oh my, oh my God. Uh, I did have this weird, um, this audition. It was just like a mistake came, came my way and then I read it and it was like, it was, it was written for a 25 year old, but it was like explicitly. And it was like, like monologue about being like, oh, I'm just having my quarter life crisis. <laughs> did you have a quarter life crisis at like 25? You know what? I, I did. But looking back, I'm like, what was that? That was nothing. My quarter life my crisis, I moved here. It was just me going... What's happening? Yeah. I guess this is my quarter life crisis, but yeah. like it wasn't a crisis. It wasn't. I moved. I was like, peace and grace to this life. I just is. left. It was super <laughs> it, easy. It is weird though you look back. I mean, except for those really big things. I feel like there's yeah. so many things to look back on and we're like, what that, What was that all about? Well, it's like the things that really happen and then the things that you made up or made happen. So it's like, for example, somebody passing away. Yes, this is real. Yeah. Okay. I, this can affect people all ages, whatever. But being like oh, I have to be this thin for this person to like me. I'm like, we just made that up. That, like, in teenage years yeah. where you're like, I have to look this way or I have to smoke to be cool or whatever. Because I just talked about this on the um, an episode with Santina. She was talking about smoking in high school and doing things, being bad to be cool mm. and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I... I Happy to be where I am for that kind of stuff. That's all I'll say is I'm, I'm very happy. I don't feel pressure on trends as much anymore or trying to impress people as much or guessing what they want out of me casting there you go yeah it's like we're just we're guessing around you know so what else are you going to do on a tape except to do it the way you thought to do it because if you were on set you probably would have done it that way on the first take and then someone would adjust it that's why i miss in person i need the adjustment i know i won't harp on it yeah Yeah. but you know there's also those times on set where you don't get an adjustment and then that's hard 
And then that's hard because you're going, what? am I okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. And that that is kind of the worst. Yeah. Because in TV, there's not always time. And if you did it well enough, they're going to move on. Yeah, well enough though. Yeah. I know I didn't nail that. I know. So now I'm on camera well enough. Oh Oh my my God. I know exactly how you feel. (laughs) (laughs) I, it's, it's kind of, it's such a funny problem to have because you're like, Oh my God, I'm on TV. Amazing. It's like the surfacing of money solving the problems. Yeah. You think you get on TV, it's going to solve your problems. And then you watch it and you're like, I wish I wasn't on TV. <laughs> it's like, you can't win. No, I know. Oh my God. Amanda, I'm not going to ask you the end question of how you feeling now on a scale of one to 10. You started at a seven. You already said you're at an eight. You can't take that back. I can't take that back. I'd almost say a nine because a good chat <gasps> and connection with friends. Okay. You can take I back feel- the eight. Okay. <laughs> But I do feel like I really made a point in the past, just in the past month or two to be like, try to make a more concerted effort to see people in person Mm -hmm. again and start to reconnect. And I've noticed that's really made a difference. You know, it's really, I'm going to say I'm feeling sky high too. I'm really glad you could come because there was almost a chance you weren't able to come today. And I was all excited to have you. And that would have been fine if you couldn't. But I was really excited for you to come. Also, this is the longest uninterrupted conversation we've ever had. Because the times I have seen you have been with either groups of friends in which we actually do find each other quite often. And I like Holly's birthday and stuff. We actually do end up chatting and at the baby shower and stuff like that. But, or the kids are around, so you can't, you You know what I mean, as much. Yeah, yeah, you got to be inclusive. Damn those kids. (laughs) But it's like, I was like, this is the longest we've ever had of an Amanda and Alana chat. And I'm I'm loving it. That's true. And we've like skimmed the surface, really. I mean, it could. We're going to do a couple more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to bring it. Guys, get ready for the next month of Amanda. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, did I say anything? Did we say anything? We saw saw a lot. We talked a lot. You had a bit of math. Promise. <laughs> and um, we're going to end it on that. Amanda, yeah, thank you so much. Could have been, been a math. Two plus two is whatever <laughs> I want it to be. <laughs> believe in yourself. Believe in your